This is the JWN Podcast. Welcome to episode 20-something. What are we on? 27. Holy cow. 27 episodes into this. This is a solo show. If you haven't figured it out, I've kind of settled on this pattern. Monday is an interview show, and then sometime towards the end of the week is a solo show. You've landed on solo show. It's proven to be a quite the uh, week, not letting us down in its 2020-ness. I mean, we ended last week with the tragic, tragically timed uh, passing away of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, somebody who's just spent their life fighting for the rights of women and all Americans, all people. The weight of the decision that was made in 2016 by the American people and the danger of choosing that guy that made them laugh on TV has never been so evident. I mean, you get real-time feedback as to what's going on. You've got all of these people that made a decision back at the end of President Obama's term that no, in an election year, a president should not choose a, a Supreme Court justice. And of course, they're all, they, they couldn't even wait to backtrack. They couldn't even wait to flip flop on that one. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's, but it's so believable. And then, of course, this week, um, you know, I'm reading the news this morning about the lack of justice going on for Breonna Taylor. 2020 keeps delivering with the shit. Just the awful shit. But today's show is not going to focus on that. I know he started off with it, but that's it. We're going to push that aside. We're going to suppress it. We're going to suppress it like a teenage boy who just doesn't want to deal with his feelings. That's not true. I mean, we're going to deal with our feelings. We're going to deal with a lot of things. Today's topic that I want to talk about is basically self-care. And it's influenced by Angel Bond's interview that we did last week. If you haven't checked that out, please check it out. It's such a good episode. She's awesome. She went through her surgery that she talks about in that podcast today. Or maybe she went, I'm sorry. She, as I'm recording this, she did it yesterday. And she's out of surgery. She's healthy. They had to unfortunately remove her whole thyroid because it was in extremely bad shape. There was no saving any part of it. But she's she's on the mend. Uh, Got a message from her today that her dad loved the episode, loved the interview, which is heartwarming to know that, you know, her dad liked it. Thanks, dad. (laughs) Anyway, the theme of that was really coming to grips with the idea of self-care and how important it is to start paying attention to your body. Not even as you get older, but as I get older, it became more apparent. I'm going to tell you my story today. Um, But before I get into that, I just want to let you know that I am excited about something. (laughs) I did sign up for not one, but two half marathons that as of now are still going on. Uh, One is the, the Low Country Trail Half Marathon. And that's coming up extremely quickly, like October 10th. And uh, 
The other one is in November, and that's the Bo Hickett Half Marathon. That's going to be a road race. It's still on. They haven't canceled it yet. I ran that race last year, um, and it was fun. I remember taking it easy on that race, too. I was like, I don't want to... I just wanted to treat it like a good, clean, long run because I was training for a marathon and I didn't want to overdo it at that race. But I remember having a lot of fun. It was rainy and it was cold. But I was I, I remember during that race last year having a moment of elation. I got a, a major runner's high in the middle of that race. I was running across a bridge. It was raining I had a rain jacket on and I pulled it off and I just let the rain hit me and I felt amazing. And I was just like, this is great. I love this. The runner's high is real, people. When it hits you, you know, because it's it's just, uh, it's it's unmistakable. You just feel elated. You feel great. You feel at one with your body and and you feel like your body's rewarding you for all of your hard work. But yeah, this is how these marathons are breaking down. This is how they're, handling, uh, or these half marathons, I should say. This is how they're handling these races. So for the Low Country Trail Half Marathon, and now I've run in this course before. It's uh, it's in Johns Island in, in Charleston. It's actually a horse trail. So it's not that difficult of a trail run, but it is not on pavement, so it's on soft ground. Uh, and so depending on the weather, it can change drastically how you attack the race. But uh, this is how they're handling it. There, there's no packet pickup. They're mailing all of the bibs to people. There's no award ceremony afterwards. Uh, any awards that people win and their t-shirts will all be mailed after the race. For water stations, they're just doing bo- bottled water. That's kind of unfortunate. I think I might bring my own water so I just can cut down on the waste. Since it'll be on a trail, I'll just put on a maybe a waste pack or something. It's only a half marathon. I won't need a ton of water. Uh, bibs are required. Participants, staff, volunteers, and chaperones are permitted on site only. So there's no spectators. Trail runs tend to be less attended than than road races, and uh, I remember running this course needing a gator, like a, a face mask pre-pandemic because at the beginning of the race when everyone started so much dust was kicked up that you couldn't breathe uh so i remember that uh, so so i'm not opposed to running with a mask on for a race i've I, in the winter months i will run with a gator all the time i i had one for the charleston marathon not the charleston marathon i apologize, apologize for the atlanta half marathon i ran with one and it's been a good point, portion of that race because it was chilly uh, it was really cold with the, you know, with face mask on with, with the gator. So that's cool. And they're going to, both of these races, they're going to stagger the start times. So for that Bo Hickett half marathon, that is a road race. And it was smaller. It wasn't a giant race. It wasn't like there was thousands upon thousands of people. There was hundreds of people, which is still a lot. But let's see, each runner will receive a gator provided by the Charleston Running Club to wear during this event and the starting area will be divided with caution tape into five six foot lanes and they're going to mark them every eight feet crosswise so i guess six feet by eight feet to divide everybody 
They're going to do water bottles and Gatorade bottles. Again, I'll probably do the same thing, carry my own water just to cut down on the waste. Uh, bathrooms will be professionally sanitized after every use. Okay, that's a little weird. Um, I get it, but hmm, it, it's not in the woods. Can't go off the haunted tree. So it is in a neighborhood. Uh, I, I guess that's it is what it is. After party refreshments will be provided at this race on the boardwalk with proper social distancing observed. Probably won't stay around for that. Uh, temperature checks before entering the corrals. That's perfect. And awards will be available post-run with proper social distancing observed. I don't have a problem with that. If you won a uh, age group or, you know, there's only so many people that can win an award. If you didn't win an award, just go. Don't, don't stay around to watch it. Uh, and they're doing chip time only for timing, which is normal. So, yeah, that's it. I mean... I'm excited. That's how we're going to get this done. This is how we're going to race in South Carolina uh, this winter. And, you know, these things can change if the infection rate spikes to a point where they go, you know what, this isn't worth it. They'll cancel it. And I'm cool with that. If I lose the money, I'll lose the money. I'm going to sign up for a virtual race for the Avondale 5K. My neighbor is actually one of the um, organizers of that. And I feel awful for them because it's this—it's the biggest fundraiser for this Charles Webb Foundation that that it benefits. And if they can't have it, it it's going to affect this this foundation uh, immensely. So, yeah, I'm going to do that, even though I'm not a fan of these virtual races. Honestly, I'm going to run anyway, but I don't want to do a virtual race because I'm not going to put in my—I'm not going to put in my full effort. I'm just not. I know how I am. If I'm in a race environment, I will try harder. If I'm by myself running the same route that I run every day to run, I'm just going to run the same way I run every day to just to keep my fitness up. So that's that. Let's move on to our main topic. Self-care. So the World Health Organization defines self-care as the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a healthcare provider. But I think to, to most people, it, it means different things. Psychology Today says self-care in essence is the mindful taking of time to pay attention to you, not in a narcissistic way, but in a way that ensures that you are being cared for by you. See, that's a very different definition than the World Health Organization. It's more about you taking care of you. What does it mean to you? As a man, as a, as a, as a dude, a guy, whatever you want to call me, it, it, I might have a very different take on it. For me, it, it basically means to put the needs of my health and mentally and physically Put those needs first in order to be able to provide whatever service that I need to provide, whether it's for my family or for the people in my, that I service in my business. In order to give them everything that I'm able to give them, I have to take care of myself first. And that is not something I grew up with. That's not a mentality I grew up with. It's something I learned later in life. 
And I think a lot of, for a lot of people, that's true. It's extremely hard to take care of yourself and not feel like you're being selfish. It's extremely hard. There's a fine line too. And sometimes I cross over that. Sometimes I will take care of myself to the point of detriment to my business or to my family. And, you know, it, it, sometimes you, it, you need a, a third party, whether it be a partner or a coworker of some sort or somebody uh, of great intelligence who knows you well enough to know when you're bullshitting yourself. But for the most part, I've been learning this very carefully. There's a lot of scamminess around the the self-care, the industry. Like self-help stuff is so, there's so much money in this that it's so scammy. Most pyramid schemes, multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it, uh, I, I have a bad taste in my mouth with all of them. Uh, but I understand there's so many of them that a lot of times you don't even know that they're a pyramid scheme or MLM, as they like to be called. You got to be careful. They're all very litigious. If you call them what they are, if you call a table a table and in, instead of a um, eating apparatus, I don't know, <laughs> they get very litigious. They, they find the very uh, legal definitions of pyramid scheme and they'll move a, a one or a zero, you know, just enough to make it so, well, we're doing all the same stuff, but we're not doing it with a, um, a blue shirt. We're doing it with a red shirt. You follow what I'm saying? They change something just enough to, to, to reclassify themselves. Oh, we are a network, network marketing. Are you? Are you? Or are you preying on people in need? Because that's usually what it is. So there's a lot of scamminess in, in this community. There's also a lot of, for lack of a better term, woo. And when I say woo, I mean, you can't prove it. It just sounds nice. Like, oh, this inanimate object is going to give you spiritual power. What does that even mean? No, it's not. It's not going to get, there's energy in this. Well, yeah, there is energy in, in, in an inanimate object because it's made up of atoms and even the stone is made up of atoms that are moving at a microscopic level. That's how they're it held, it's held together. It doesn't just blast apart because there's energy inside of it holding it together. So yes, everything has energy. So when you when someone says this, this, this crystal has healing energy, no, it doesn't. It just, it's holding itself together. <laughs> so... Again, I'm very skeptical of probably sounding like, like a, a curmudgeon at this point. But I'm also very open-minded on top of that. I, I do understand that I am not an expert and I don't know the answers to everything. I sometimes wonder if I know the answers to anything. So... <laughs> That said, this is, this is what I believe self-care to be. Uh, I have found that attacking it from a physical standpoint involves the hardest thing that anyone in a westernized civilization has to come to grips with, and that is what you eat. I mean, what you put in your body 
is so important. It's so, it's the number one thing that you have to think about and be realistic with yourself about. Because we are so conditioned from an early age to eat garbage. The reasons why you love most food are because it's either sweet or salty or savory. And that means they've extracted sugar unnaturally and added it into your food to make it really sweet. They've extracted salt and reintroduced it into your food to make it salty. And they've, they've extracted oils. They, they get oils out of everything. Oh, here, here's a, a palm tree. We're going to just get the oil out of it. Here's palm oil. I'm like, what? Okay. I didn't even know. You could get palm oil out of, all right, great. Um, but that shit's deadly. It's deadly. Those things, those three things right there. Again, I am not a doctor. I'm not an expert. I am not a scientist. But those things, those three things are from what I've learned in my adult life are the enemies of your health. Sugar or processed sugar, salt at, at unbelievably inhumane levels and oils. So sugar, salt, oil. If you can eat a diet that doesn't have any added sugar, salt, or oil, you will witness a miracle in your life. If your diet contains all those, which if you're eating a standard American diet, it does. So that's number one, is what you eat. Now, people will say, uh, well, you, sh you can eat ethically as a vegan, or you can be an ethical meat eater, or pescatarian, all these different levels of, of like rules that people put around what they eat, but all of them have, have the ability to be uh, tainted with sugar, salt, and oil. So there's no, there's no like, I'm not going to eat any animal products. Yeah, but you could still eat garbage. You could still eat an Oreo, which is garbage. You can eat, still eat an Impossible Burger, which is garbage. You can still, you know what I'm saying? There's so much, you still eat potato chips, garbage. Uh, so if you can figure out a way to get rid of that stuff, then yes, you've, you've done the, hard, the single hardest thing to do in my vision of what self-care is, is uh, cleaning up your diet. And part of the diet thing is something more recently that I have a, a, a <laughs> trying to figure out the best way to say it without just coming out and say it, but just cutting out alcohol. Uh, it's the, it's such a huge thing. And it's something that I talked about with Angel that her and her husband, I, I believe, have, uh, have done in their life as well. Uh, it, it's such a game changer because it helps you Besides the health factors of removing alcohol from your body and not straining your body to, to process the alcohol and to deal with all of the repercussions of getting some alcohol in you, besides all that, it just frees your mind. It, it, it gives you better insight into where your body's at. And for her, it, it definitely helped her identify some of her physical problems. So yeah, definitely as part of the diet thing, if you can remove alcohol, and, and I mean, 
smoking is not even, I don't even have to bring that up. If you, if you're smoking and you're interested in taking care of yourself, then yeah, tackle that first. Cause that's really difficult. I should probably say that that is the most difficult, but I, I don't think that's more difficult than changing your eating. Honestly, I, I've, I've done all of the aboves that I've mentioned so far and smoking was not the hardest. Smoking sucked. Smoking is more psycho- psychological for me. It was more of like a, hey, this is part of me. This is this appendage that's always in my hand that I'm putting in my mouth. It, it, it's part of every routine. I, I do this, I go have a cigarette. I do that, I go have a cigarette. You know what I'm saying? The, like breaking yourself of that mental routine is hard, but changing the way you eat is so much more, you can't avoid feeling judged. People will bring it up if you talk about it or if they notice that you're not eating what they're eating, they, they will, uh, they will ask you questions. They will talk about it. Or if you physically change, if you lose a lot of weight because you change your diet, people will ask a lot of questions. So you got to be prepared for that. It's very hard. It's very difficult. It's the most dramatic thing. The, the other thing, the next topic of what self-care is to me is uh, exercise, which none of this is a mystery at this point, right? So with exercise, for me, uh, it started going to the gym. As soon as I lost a significant amount of weight by changing my diet, this is going back maybe four or five years, five years, I guess, at this point. As soon as I lost a significant amount of weight, I signed up for a gym membership because I was like, okay, I'm down in a weight, but I've also lost muscle. I need to tone up because I, I'm just like wasting away and I want to build some, some healthy weight back up. So I did that. I went to the gym and I was just trying different things. And my brother-in-law kept asking, he kept hinting, hey, maybe we should run this, this bridge run that goes on every year. It would be fun. And I kind of toyed with the idea. And, and uh, yeah, I started to, to run on the treadmill at the gym. And slowly but surely, I started getting into running. And I, one thing led to another. Next thing you know, uh, running became my go-to uh, physical activity. And then the next thing that I introduced after that physically, which also kind of somewhat went in with a spiritual thing, was yoga. And if you've listened to this podcast since episode one, holy cow, thank you. Uh, But you can go back and listen to episode one. That's Mandy is the first guest on this podcast. She was my first yoga teacher. So that was a very fun conversation to find out how she got to where she is. So that was part of my physical thing because I realized when I was going to the gym and running that I was extremely stiff. I just, you know, years of a sedentary lifestyle had left my body completely unable to be flexible in any kind of way. And so I introduced yoga and that was a long process of getting myself up to the point where I could go and make it through you know, an hour long power class, which is not easy. Uh, I'm a sweaty guy. I will sweat a lot. And, and there would be a moat around my yoga mat after every class. And unfortunately that has kind of gone away with this pandemic. I have not been to a hot yoga class since March. 
So yeah, that, that's, that was something else I introduced. Uh, and most recently, swimming. Swimming has come, now that there's a pool near my house that's easily accessible and it's just a beautiful facility, I've started swimming again, which might be uh, a new addiction. Who knows? We'll see where that goes because it is definitely a lot of fun for me. And, and it's a full body workout. Like running, you're getting cardio and it's a lot of, you know, waist down uh, exercise. You're getting very little upper body movement as far as, you know, you're swinging your arms and things like that. And, and your posture is important, but you're not like taxing it. But swimming is whole. Now I'm getting to use my arms. You know, now I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting the full package now because I, I have also stopped going to the gym because of this pandemic. But uh, yeah, so swimming has been, has been fantastic. So there you go. So you got, get your diet in check. Number one, get your exercise in check. Find things that work for you and your body and your abilities and build on them and work on them. That's number two. Uh, and then number three is the spiritual side. And this is where this conversation gets tricky. You know, we're being manipulated by social media. I, I haven't seen that new Netflix documentary that everyone seems to be talking about. I haven't seen it yet. But it's been quite clear for a while that this tool that was supposed to bring us together is being used to tear us apart. Um, the capitalist machine in the need to sell us stuff is, you know, on a race to the to the bottom, <laughs> on the race to to split us up into to nicely packaged ideas of what a person is so that they can find the right product to sell us. Um, uh, the scarier aspect is that, you know, people are using this social media tool against us for other reasons that are being uh, demonstrated all the time. You know, countries are using it to manipulate public opinion. Uh, it's, it's pretty alarming, but where I see it on social media is, you know, today a friend of mine posted something, a sentiment that maybe, maybe a lot of us might share for a split second because of our frustration. But he, he wrote, he elaborated on this, but he, he essentially just said America should just be split to two separate countries. And I messaged him privately and I said, you know, I don't know if you've been watching that show Raised by Wolves, where, you know, the religious people and the atheists have basically a war on earth and destroy the planet. And uh, yeah, they try to repopulate on, an, on another earth-like planet and the atheists kind of send androids with fetuses that they farm <laughs> to create a new planet of, of godless people. And of course, the religious people also show up to stir the pot and start the whole reason why the earth ended over again. Uh, you know, you, you're not going to, you're not going to win by dividing us. It, it, you're not going to, like, like, I don't know if winning is the right word, but you're not going to succeed by 
chipping away at all of our differences. And, uh, you know, I, I, how does this relate to the spiritual journey? Well, you know, I grew up going to Catholic school. I went to church every Sunday, uh, but I've pretty much abandoned organized religion. And I just use it as a way to, to try to learn about different cultures, different people, and, and the, the things that they use to, to gauge whether or not they're making good decisions. And, and I respect it. Uh, but it's, I, I've realized that it's not for me, like even Buddhism, I, I've, the more I look into it, the more I'm just like, you know, there's a lot of great philosophies in here. There's a lot of great things to learn. And, 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 uh, there, there's aspects of it that I actually do believe, but on the, on the whole, I'm like, it's at the end of the day, it's just another, uh, there, 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 it, I'm, it's not a one size fits all type of situation. Like I'm not that kind of guy, you know, I'm not going to go all in on something like that when I see there's problems and I'm like, Oh, I don't like that aspect right there. So I'm not going to use it. Well, I don't want to be a hypocrite and say, I'm like, I'm this with an asterisk. No, I'm just going to say like, Hey, I, I like this idea. I like that idea. Kind of make my own spiritual makeup. Uh, it, it's tough. The biggest thing that the current state of social media has taught me is that interacting with real people in real life is much healthier than doing it virtually. It's just better for the soul. It's easy to stop listening to people online because they'll say something that upsets you and you can just stop it right there and you can react. You can't see them. You can't feel them. You can't read the thousands of forms of unspoken conversations that occur when you're interacting with a human in person. And uh, yeah, I think we have these extreme gut reactions to things that people say or do that upset us. And we're possibly letting those unfiltered and unrealized gut reactions change who we are. You know, instead of taking a second to think about what you're, what you're feeling and why you're, you're, you're feeling the way you're feeling, and why the person that you're receiving this from digitally is saying the thing that they're saying, we're, allow we're allowing ourselves to be robbed of basic compassion. Um, and, you know, that's going to stunt our maturity. It's going to stunt our ability to grow into this new frontier of a uh, social media landscape. And, and I don't know how to fix that with the tools that are at hand. I kind of like this podcasting thing, though. It does give you the ability to say these things out loud, and then I can go back and listen to them and really think about it. Like, do I want to put that out in the world? Well, right now, yes, yes, I do. So then I'll let it go. Or uh, I've uh, confession: I've recorded episodes of this podcast where I never released them because I was like, I don't know if I'm done letting that idea cook, or I think uh, maybe I have to find a better way to say it or I'm just not sure if I believe it. You know, I might be there right at that moment and maybe I don't. This is where that self-censoring thing comes in because we live in a world now that I didn't grow up in where you can say something and maybe, you know, a day from now or a year from now, 10 years from now, you learn something and you improve upon what you had previously believed and you change your mind. But we're not allowed to forget these days. 
you could believe one thing today and tomorrow you could learn more information and, you know, and I'm not talking about it in the sense of certain leadership saying, hey, you can never do this. There's a tradition of this until it fits their needs. I'm not talking about being a hypocrite. I'm talking about, you know, worldviews and things like that, that, that you might believe that, <laughs> say something as simple as you like the, the taste of broccoli, you know, maybe one day you hated it and then somebody cooked it for you the right way and you like it. I mean, it's a lot deeper than that. That's a pretty awful example. Whatever. I think you get what I'm saying. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the spirituality side for me is to basically be more compassionate and look for ways to, to try to understand where people are coming from, especially when you disagree with them. Instead of allowing yourself to, to fall victim to that gut reaction that I think a lot of us are suffering from, that, you know, why are you feeling that gut reaction? And is, is that being done on purpose? Are you being set up to react in a negative way? I guess at the end of the day, uh, to put it simply, just be kind. So yeah, there, there's my definition of self-care. Fix your diet, and that's simply try to minimize the amount of sugar, salt, and oils. Right there. That, that's it. And then on top of that, curb the alcohol. Just maybe just stop drinking it altogether or any other kind of substances that aren't really natural or serving you. On the physical side, exercise, move your body, use it. Use all of it. Find ways to move your body. Use it. Uh, stretch it. Push it. Don't hurt yourself. Try not to hurt yourself, but use it. And on the spiritual side, strive to be calm. That's all I got for you guys today. Hopefully you got something out of that. Uh, I'm trying to keep things real and basic. Uh, as they come to me, I feel like I need to talk about it. And there you go. Don't forget, reach out on social media at Joe Latex. That's at J-O-E-L, the number eight X. My name's not Joel. <laughs> Everyone thinks my name is Joel. It's Joe or Joseph, not Joel. But if you call me Joel, I'm probably not going to correct you. So at Joe Latex on social media, as far as Instagram and Twitter. And check out the show, JWNPod. Dot com. Send me an email through that form on that website. I'd like to hear from you. Send me some ideas. Send me some thoughts. All right. Have a great weekend. Peace.